1: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto each of you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Faithful Lord, whose steadfast love never ceases and whose mercies never come to an end, grant us the grace to trust you and to receive the gifts of your love new every morning. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our reading for All Saints Sunday is from Matthew, chapter 5, verses 2 through 12. And Jesus opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. We live in a world of instant gratification. We want it our way right away, as fast as the internet can be. We lament if there's any little bit of slowdown on it. And as for that, who sends snail mail anymore? We send email and then expect an immediate response. And if that isn't quick enough, there's phone texting, Facebook Messenger, and let's not forget the ever-present tweets on Twitter, and of course, Instagram. And more. We are always on the go. We eat in our cars, we use our phone in our cars, we microwave our meals, we have overnight express, even on holidays, delivery of our packages. One thing we don't have, it seems, is patience. No patience and no desire to look forward to the things to come. Today we observe All Saints Day, and looking forward to things to come is just what we confess on this day. We look forward to the eternal city, the paradise of God, an eternity of rest and being with the Lord. It is one of the paradoxes of the Christian life. It is ours now, but we don't have it yet. Now we walk by faith, not by sight, confessing the eternal joys of the life to come while yet struggling in this sin-filled world of impatience, exasperation, and death. One thing that many Christians struggle with is the idea that when we become a Christian, we should have all this peace and rest right this minute, no waiting. God should bless and reward us with a lack of problems. We shouldn't get sick or have trouble paying our bills. Christians shouldn't have problems with their relationships or difficulties raising their children. All of the peace and joy and bliss of heaven ought to be ours immediately, instantly, and right now. But Then, when we experience these unpleasant things, we find ourselves distant from God, apathetic toward our neighbors, and full of doubt hard to feel like a saint as you watch your bills pile up and your children struggle, when you feel alienated from your spouse or a family member, when your job just isn't the kind of challenge or fulfillment you thought it would be. But it is in the very midst of this muck and mire of life that we need to cling to Christ's Word and hear what our Lord has said to us about being His saints. You see, despite our weaknesses, the adversities, the difficulties we face, our lack of patience. Christ's word describes our life of sainthood. As we celebrate All Saints Day, it would be good to clarify just who is a saint. In short, a saint is a holy person, a person who is in Christ through holy baptism, fed by the holy supper and preached the holy word. Those are the saints. You. Beloved, our saints. In celebrating this day on the church calendar, we recognize that through Christ, each of us is a saint in God's sight. After all, it is not our circumstances or how we live that makes us saints, but how Christ lived for us, died for us, and rose for us. Your baptism into Christ makes you a saint. Your eating and drinking the body of blood of Christ makes you a saint. Your being absolved of your sins makes you a saint. But saints, dear saints, are poor, mourning, harassed, hungering, yearning, struggling saints. In this life, the path of sainthood, that is of being a Christian, is one of hardship and sorrow that does not bring with it the instant gratification our world tries to buy and sell. Jesus describes our sainted lives and he tells it like it is, and at the same time, brings us comfort with his word. In our gospel lesson, we have the well-known Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are those who mourn. They shall be comforted. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are those who are persecuted for my sake. All these beatitudes that our Lord speaks describe the life of saints in this world. Let's take a closer look. Jesus is telling the disciples and you and me that whatever our circumstances, walking with him, we are in good shape. We are blessed. Are you down in your spirit, recognizing your utter need for God and his forgiveness? No worries, you are in good shape. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. Are you lamenting over the faithlessness and feebleness of our world, over the sin and indiscretion that so pervades our world, over the sin which you commit in thought, word, and deed? No worries. You are in good shape. You shall be comforted. A closer look at the Beatitudes reveals a description of those who are in Christ. The verbs in this section that Jesus uses are not imperatives. That is, they are not commands. They are largely indicatives. That is, they describe the situation at hand. So these Beatitudes depict those who have been crushed by God's law over their sins and have nothing going for them except Jesus, his life, death, and resurrection, and his gifts given to them in word and sacrament. In the Beatitudes, in short, Jesus describes those who are troubled by sins, frightened by death, suffering for his name, and those who have nothing in themselves and their lives to cling to. Rather, these saints have only Christ and the promise of his future blessings. This really flies in the face of the world's definition of a saint. The world sees saints as those who lead some mind-boggling life, doing things for others, flawless and faultless life to the world. Saints are those who are pure in heart because they are ever doing good or worse. Today, we have a culture of virtue signaling which tells everyone that we are right-thinking, right-doing people according to what we deem virtuous. But our sinful flesh can grab this idea and we can apply that to ourselves. Well, hey, I must be a saint because I live a good life you know, better than others. Or just as bad, we fall off on the other side thinking, oh, I could never be a saint because I'm not good enough. And worse are those who teach the Beatitudes as if they were something for us to live by, to attain sainthood and thus be blessed. So let us dispatch with such ideas that sainthood is about you and me. Sainthood is about Christ and Christ delivered to us by word and sacrament. Think of it this way. Who is the one who is truly poor in spirit? Who had a poverty of everything and everybody? Was it not Christ? Who is truly a mourner over sins? One who makes peace and has mercy on others and who hungers and thirsts for righteousness? Is it not Christ who did all things for us? Jesus who hungered and thirsted to bring you righteousness by dying for your sins? Jesus did not sit down with his disciples to pass on a checklist of attitudes we need in order to obtain God's favor. Instead, they are descriptions of our Savior which become ours through being in Christ. So as you and I are in Christ through baptism, you and I are poor in spirit. Christ is pure in heart. In Christ, you are pure in heart. Christ is the ultimate peacemaker. In Christ, you are are a peacemaker. This is the case for each of the Beatitudes. This is why Jesus says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for my sake. People are not harassed by the devil, the world, and our flesh for being good, for possessing a righteousness that is not their own, but Christ's. If you are in Christ, this world has no time for you. The devil will target you and your flesh will weary you. This is why God gathers us around his word and sacrament, that we would hear his word, receive absolution for our sins, eat and drink Christ's body and blood, and walk wet in our baptisms. He does this because where there is forgiveness of sins, there is life and salvation. There is blessing. This is all we have in this world. There is no guarantee of ease and comfort, of fame and fortune, of health and wealth. What we do have is Christ, our Savior, and so we have everything. Beloved, you and I are in good shape because of what God has done for us and what he has in store for us. The promise of Christ in your baptism is that you have a down payment, a guarantee of the blessings of the world to come, where we will join saints from across time, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before God's throne and crying out with a loud voice. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne. This, beloved, is the hope and future of all who are called saints in Christ. Beloved saints, happy All Saints Day. Amen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Let us pray. God of holiness, your glory is proclaimed in every age. As we rejoice in the faith of your saints, inspire us to follow their example with boldness and joy. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.